Hello and welcome to the Soul Yes podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Maria. I'm a transformational coach and business mentor, and I'm here to remind you that you can live a soul aligned life and achieve your goals. If you're ready to create a life by design, unlock your infinite potential, and step into an aligned adventure, then you're in the right place. The Soul Yes podcast will help you up-level your reality, take those leaps, and live a life that feels like a full body soul yes. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Soul Yes podcast. I cannot tell you how good it feels to be welcoming you here. This is something I've been dreaming of doing for quite some time now. And yeah, to just say those words, welcome to the first episode feels pretty epic. I have got, I kid you not, the most insane lineup of guests coming for you as well. There's been some real pinch me moments when I've reached out to some of the women who have inspired me on my journey and asked them to share their their experiences, their soul yes moments, and also the more difficult moments in their own journey. So I hope that you enjoy the conversations as much as I've enjoyed recording them for you. This whole podcast just feels like an incredible part of my own journey as well, in all honesty. So when I first started my first business, which was a health food company, I'd escaped my corporate job. I was in this entrepreneurial world I didn't know anyone in person who had done it, bar maybe my husband actually, but it was like a fintech company. I just felt like it like didn't count. <laughs> it was so different. Um, and I remember listening to how I built this at the time. And it's an incredible podcast, which has all these entrepreneurial guests. And I remember listening to their journeys, listening to their stories, listening to their wisdom, listening to their advice. And it just gave me so much hope. It gave me so much inspiration and it helped me feel less alone. So I've got some incredible female entrepreneurs, you know, uh, influencers, content creators. We've got a real incredible mix of women coming up, but all of them has their own inspiring message to share with you. And I can't wait for you to be able to listen and yeah, join in the conversation and feel like you're in the room with us at the time. So without further ado, I want to introduce my first guest. My first guest is Nick Pigeon. She is an award-winning and best-selling Hay House author of the book Now Is Your Chance, a leading motivational speaker, business coach, and positive psychologist. She is obsessed with empowering women to transcend their perceived limitations and create more joy, personal power, and unstoppable success within themselves and their business. Now that is a mission I can get behind. Hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to share your biggest takeaways from today's show by screenshotting yourself listening and tagging me in at I am Alexandria Maria. So let's dive in. So thank you so much for joining me today. Nick is actually one of my incredible coaches. I'm on her mastermind, the Unstoppable Excess Accelerator, and she has completely changed my life and my business this year. So I'm super grateful to have you here. Thrilled to be here. I'm so excited we get to have this conversation together. 
Yeah, I'm so I'm excited as well because we're normally on coaching calls. So I feel like I get to like ask you all these like amazing questions. <laughs> so I always begin by asking people, what are they grateful for? Oh, I love it. That's like the, that's the first chapter in my book. So I've always got so much. <laughs> I feel like um, one of my big gratitudes from this year particularly has been the fact that we have so much choice. And that's very much what I teach, whether it's in business or it's in positive psychology. I'm always grateful to have a choice to choose, whether it's a different thought or whether it's the choice to be able to travel and go somewhere different. I know you've moved around a lot this year, but the power of choice is something I'm definitely, definitely grateful for. Grateful for my health. I'm grateful for amazing relationships. I'm grateful to have a business that allows me to show up as myself every single day. You're going to wish you never asked because I've got tons of things (laughs) to be grateful for. Do you know, I actually love this and I think it's so nice that you said choice because I think particularly this year people have kind of felt the opposite they felt like there hasn't mm-hmm. been much choice and that's something I've really noticed particularly like being coached by you like we could be we could be saying like oh Nick this is going so badly this has happened like this isn't how I expected and you'll be like well I'm celebrating you right now because that's awesome or like I'm really grateful for this it's just an amazing way of like shifting things around mm-hmm. have you always been like this was this like just you like came out the womb super positive super grateful (laughs) super chirpy or is it something that you've sort of cultivated in your life I definitely think it's something that I work have worked on before I now don't have to work on that anymore because it is who I have become but I I've always been very polite I think I was brought up to be thankful and grateful and polite and that's just ingrained in me from a young age so thanks mum and dad Um, (laughs) but then when I found positive psychology in 2000 and goodness when was it that I found that it was probably in 2008 that I first discovered positive psychology and it was gratitude that really stood out for me I had a lecturer who came to my university in Newcastle and taught about this thing, what positive psychology was. And at the time I was doing psychology, like pure psychology as usual with sport. So we tended to look more at disorder and disease and what goes wrong with people and why people are so messed up the way that they are rather than what goes well. So I sat in this lecture, I was like, oh my goodness. And I actually did my first um, thesis in my undergrad degree. It was on gratitude. It was on gratitude within sport and how that affects your well-being. So 12 years, I've really been in the gratitude space. And it's, it's a big part of like who I am. It's a big part of our values, our company values. I'll always, always, always say, say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love that. And I feel like it just like, it gives you an energy that you can just, it has an impact on you. Like your energy gives that off. It is like a very Mm. positive, grateful energy. Like I said, even when things are going wrong or even when things aren't as as expected. So like on that vein, this is all about your soul yes and what feels like a soul yes to you. But have there been times in your life where you've been out of alignment? And I guess we've kind of maybe got a clue what some of the tools might have been, but what were the things that you did to bring yourself back into that alignment? I think like when you're out of alignment, there's there's definitely a few ways that you can see that that's even happening for you in the first place. So one of the one of the natural ways is like things feel hard. Things feel really hard and it feels like everything I do, I'm like coming up against another block and it feels like I'm pushing and I'm having to hustle and I'm having to really force things. 
for me, that's when I know I'm out of alignment. And that's when I know that I actually need to take a pause and I need to go and give myself space and I need to practice self-care. For me, like the things that I would do, I would go for a walk, I would have a sauna, I would meditate, I move my body, like dance around, put music on. So I'd get into a good feeling state and place before I go and make any decisions on what to do next. Because when you feel out of alignment, that's not where you should be making decisions from because you'll make more out of alignment decisions. The other way that I have noticed um, when I've been out of alignment is more of a um, gut feeling in terms of integrity. So if I felt like, oh, God, this doesn't feel good, like this really doesn't feel good, there's something intuitively saying that I shouldn't do this because it's going to be out of integrity with what I believe or what I'm a stand for. And it's that feeling of like, I guess, anxiousness. And it's this like unsettling feeling of like, not necessarily doing something wrong, but the potential to like throw yourself off course because you're not actually honoring yourself or you're not trusting yourself. And what I've seen and what I've experienced myself is when I've made choices that have put my power outside of myself or I've trusted someone else over my intuitive feeling and thoughts and my own integrity, it has, whether it's in the short term or the long term, it has never worked out well. It's It's been great because it's been a lesson and it's taught me about that soul, yes. It's taught me about the integrity. It's taught me about listening to my gut. And I got better and better and better over time. I didn't punish myself for having made those. I was like, oh, oops. And I've learned so much from that that I will never do that again. I thought that was such a good example as well of you still finding the gratitude. You were like, I'm really <laughs> grateful because. But with that, I can imagine there's like women listening and they're, they're, they're listening and they're thinking, oh my God, that's where I'm at at the moment. Like I'm feeling out of alignment or something isn't feeling in integrity. But I think it takes quite a lot of bravery to actually listen to that sometimes, particularly mm. if you've been like stuck in that loop or stuck in that cycle or, you know, your decisions are going to impact other people. Like a big fear I hear coming up is like, oh, but this is going to impact so-and-so and so-and-so. What advice would you give to someone who's in that position where they're thinking like, this isn't an integrity. They know in the long term, like if you act out of integrity or out of alignment, it's not going to end well. But they're thinking, how do I, how do I get out of this? I would think and feel into what you can do, like what is in your power and what movement can you make that is a positive movement towards where you want to be and how you want to feel. Now that might mean actually dealing with another person or people or it might not it might be something that you get to do within yourself so that you can shift the way that you feel so that when you go into those situations or scenarios you're a lot more solid and centered and grounded now if other people are involved I'm trying to think of a a scenario that I've had so I actually like I left LA a couple of years ago and I moved to Cape Town in South Africa part of the time I was actually still commuting from LA to Cape Town and back because I met a guy and I went over there and had a great time had a great relationship for a period of time and felt in my gut that I wasn't supposed to be in that country and I was I'd moved away from my truth and my purpose and I had a lot of work to do to be able to fulfill my vision and mission and help all of these people to do that too. 
So I guess that was a um, an example of when I was faced with one of these decisions that was going to impact other people other than myself. But what happened in my particular situation was the the feeling and the fire inside of myself of not living my truth was louder and more furious than like I'm going to upset a few people. So for me, even though like I obviously don't want to upset anyone, like not listening to myself and honoring what I really wanted and needed was way worse than that. And I always know like if it's not right for one person, it's not right for the other person too. So that was a hard choice that I had to make at that time. And it was it was the best choice. It was literally a, a very freeing choice because once I moved more into my truth and into my integrity, everything else just started to flow from there. And I wasn't getting this feeling anymore of, I want to be doing this, but I'm doing this. And maybe I should just settle for like having this thing that everyone else would be grateful for and everybody else would be like, well, Nick, why do you need this thing over here? But when it's like, it's not it's not necessarily being ungrateful or um, like, it's not necessarily like wanting what you don't have, which I think a lot of people um, saw that as. Certainly like my family were very upset and were like, Nick, you're making a huge decision. You're like a huge wrong decision, a huge bad decision. <laughs> um, but I knew inside of myself and I just got so clear, so, so clear. I'd listened, I'd like listened and listened and listened and it was finally the time to make that choice. So I think the more you tune in with yourself, the easier it is to make those hard decisions further further along the line, whether it involves just you or somebody in a business or a relationship too. I was literally nodding so much as you were speaking then because I just thought, I thought that was so human as well. And it's something, I know I had it in my own life when, I was working this job and was building this career that on paper like is perfect and and what everyone says you should aim for. And I remember when I left that kind of like solid career and and all the rest of it, everyone was like, oh, you're so brave. And Mm. it was really, I didn't feel brave. It was just that the alternative felt so bleak. And it was like, you know, you said that voice just got so loud. It was like that voice had got so loud that actually there was something else that this wasn't where I was meant to be just couldn't ignore it anymore and I think I think it's really interesting sharing that because I think a lot of people kind of wait for that really beautiful moment of like oh this is your path forward and it's really easy and just like paved whereas actually it sometimes is like a hard decision and that voice getting so loud that you just can't ignore it anymore exactly and I think brave's a really great way to um to describe it because sometimes it takes for you to really take that leap of faith and really kind of back yourself to create a big kind of um, like demonstration to the world, I guess it is, a demonstration that you you mean business and you, you're going to listen to yourself. And then it's like everything else can flood in from there because you have made that bold, decisive move for yourself. I love that. Demonstrate to the world that you're like here. I'm so here for that. Um, you started to mention before about daily practices when you're out of alignment that you sort of bring in about meditation and the sauna. And I know me and the women in the accelerator always ask you so many questions about stuff like this. We're like, Nick, what routines do you have? Like what hacks do you have? So I'd love if you could share some of those daily things and those daily practices that you bring in. I don't really like the word routines, like, but the daily kind of 
things that bring you back into alignment that feel good um that you really make sure that you follow like I love starting the day with breath work so that really helps like me get energized get present like get excited for the day and it's so it's just so powerful I do breath of fire from kundalini yoga and that's a practice that I've been like doing for seven years now so I do a lot of like kundalini mantras, singing, chanting, yoga, meditation. And it's been one of the most powerful practices ever. I will do shaking. So I know one of the girls actually said the other day, she's like, can you do a video for me of the shaking that you keep talking about? So I'm going to do that for you all. Because she's like, so cute. She's like, what exactly, what exactly are you doing this? So it's basically like like getting getting rooted into the ground and like standing and I like start to bounce and then start to shake my whole body and just shake out any um it's actually from some, some like plant medicine and shamanic work that that it came through Kundalini yoga first, but then through like the shamanic embodiment practices around letting go of any unintegrated emotions. So what I'd found is that and what I see so many people struggle with is something happens in life that annoys you or um, makes you feel bad or makes you angry. And then you go about your daily life and you, you're bright and smiley on the outside, but you're internalizing all of these feelings, whether it's I'm worried about my business or um, I feel anxious that I, I don't know how to express myself or so-and-so said this thing and it upset me and now I'm going to think about it all of the time. That's like running through your body and literally causing these stored emotions to impact you. So that that's the reason that I do the shaking is to get out anything that has been like stressing me or getting on top of me at the start of the day. So it gives the emotion a place to go. Um, I will then dance. So I love dancing and that's like a real self-expression. So this, when you say like routines and rituals, I like to refer to this as like a self-belief practice because it really helps you feel so clear and so certain and so energized for the day. Um, Like I say, I love saunas. So I usually have a sauna anywhere between three and seven times a week. And that has been one of the best things for it obviously gives you a moment to like peace out and just enjoy during the day. So sometimes I don't wait till the end of the day. I'll go in the middle of the day and I'll take that as like a break. It's really good for detoxifying. It's amazing for your immune system and inflammation. It's so good for your energy. So that has been a really, really amazing practice for me. Um, And then I've got like a million different things that I do, like cryotherapy, red light therapy, um, loads of resetting stuff. I think because I felt so bad health-wise last year, I got really committed to feeling really good all of the time and noticing now to do something faster when I start to not feel good and not just accepting. For me in 2018, 2019, I accepted feeling jet-lagged all of the time. I accepted feeling tired all of the time and I never thought I was going to feel good again. So it was actually pretty scary. And now that I do feel good, I'm like, I'm never going back to feeling like that again. So I'm willing to do what it takes. I've got to ask you, what song do you dance to in the morning? I love all different ones. So I have this crazy tribal jungle fire dance thing that I do with it, which is like the shaking one. And it's just like loads of drums, like African beats. 
Um, and then I love Jai Jagdish for dance and for meditation. Um, India Ari, I've been listening to recently, but it could be anything. It could be Tina Turner, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I didn't know the second one. I was like, oh, I'm going to look that on Spotify later. And then you're like, Tina Turner. I was like, okay, I know, I know a bit of Tina. <laughs> Yeah, I love music. Like music is something that's very healing. It's like sound carries a, such a good vibration. And if I look at a lot of the experiences that have been very healing for me, I look at things like Kundalini, which uses a lot of your voice. There's a lot of chanting, a lot of music, a lot of vibration, sound baths. I love driving and I love driving because I have my music on. I love working out to music. I love dancing to music. So it's a thing that is created like a real theme throughout my my life and business it's very very healing they say it's like the language of the universe oh I love that I didn't know that the language of the universe I gotta ask on that as well and it might not have been a thing for you but have you felt like as you've gone through this journey as you like lent more into gratitude and positive psychology has the music you listen to changed like has that shifted as you shifted Probably. Um, like I don't love listening to like, not the music's negative, but I don't, I like listening to things that just feel really good. So I do listen to a lot of Kundalini mantras. I listen to, um, a lot of the more like, like ceremonial music. So like real like shamanic music. Um, I listen to, I still love house and techno. <laughs> that was like my blast from the past. Like I was the party girl in Ibiza and a lot of my friends are like really, really amazing. Like number one house DJs in the world and stuff. I've always been around that type of music. So I still love that, like in the car and stuff. Um, but I definitely have seen a shift. Like um, I'll invest a lot of time in music that makes me feel good. And I think that just having a home that has those like vibrations and that energy going on, like feels really nice and feels really nurturing. And like I say, music's like a big part of my day. I love that. I was I asked that because when you were saying music's vibration, like it is interesting like what you're putting in, what you're listening to, what impact that's having. And I think your playlists actually sound as eclectic and varied as mine do. So mm. I'm glad I'm not the only one that goes like house and techno to like kundalini mantras and all these kind of rich and varied sounds coming at us <laughs> so good so so good yeah I can be anything on any day like 80s disco total favorite having started multiple businesses I have experienced the highest highs and the lowest lows and learned many a thing the hard way this is why I'm so passionate about the soulful startup a 12-week group coaching acceleration program for new and aspiring female business owners who want to build their dream life and launch or up level their business using my proven calm method my signature calm method allows you to enjoy the journey whilst creating success beyond your wildest dreams the CAR method incorporates clarity, action, lifestyle, mindset, and motivation, and creates the foundations for you to build your empire. You'll have access to my library of over 60 bullshit-free training videos, epic strategic exploration worksheets, as well as weekly live calls to put a fire under your ass and provide you with all the skills, knowledge, support, and love you need to create the business of your dreams. Plus, pay up front and get a 60-minute power hour with me, guaranteed to have you magnetically attracting your ideal clients and customers and tapping into ultimate abundance. 
If you're ready to create soulful success, tap into freedom, maximize your potential, up-level your impact, and get rich as fuck in the process, head over to the show notes to find out more. So we've kind of spoken about being out of alignment. And one thing I just want to touch on before we kind of like go more into what your soul yeses are is I know you mentioned last year and kind of struggling with your health and things like this. And I know that you were saying that basically you were experiencing a period of burnout. What was the sign for you that that wasn't just, because I think a lot of people like feel tired or worn out by their life, but they don't actually know that it's anything more, you know, I don't want to put say serious in a kind of like doom and gloom way, but you know, something that really needs addressing and not the way they have to feel essentially, like something that they can change, something they can shift. So how did you know that it wasn't just kind of feeling tired, feeling jet lag, and it was something you wanted to address? Yeah, it was for me, the big alarm bells and the big warning signs were with my sleep. So it got to the point where and like this was like extreme, like I actually know that I would never take my own life. But I felt so unwell that I would literally be sat in the middle of the night, unable to sleep, crying my eyes out. And I remember the thoughts that I was thinking were, I literally want to hang myself off the door handle because I cannot bear to feel this bad right now. Like, honestly, it was like, it was terrifying because I felt so horrific. I just couldn't sleep really, really, really bad. So I went to the doctor and that's what I said to her. I said, this is how bad I feel. I can't sleep. And it would be, even if I got to sleep, I'd wake up two hours later. So there was something that was going on that was more than just feeling fatigued or feeling tired. It was like an anxiety. It was extreme insomnia. So I went to the doctor and that's the thing that they addressed first. They said, we're going to address your sleep and we're going to take all of these blood tests and figure out what's what's going on. So I got the results of those bloods back and they gave me a protocol to follow. They said, you've got extreme adrenal fatigue. Um, you also have an underactive thyroid and there was some hormonal things and bits and pieces that were going on. Here's your protocol of like six things to follow. And after 30 days, I felt better in some ways and worse in other ways. So I could sleep, but because I was taking things to help me sleep, I felt really exhausted. So I actually went to Brendan, who's my coach, and he's just amazing and I remember we were in his office one day and I literally burst into tears because I'd been feeling so bad. And he started crying. He was like, why didn't you say something to me sooner? Like, I can help you. So he actually really powerfully helped me and he helped me with like a 30-day plan. And he was like, right, we're going in on this. We're going hard. I want you to do all of these things. And there was a list of like 30 different things. And that's when I started to feel better. So it was cutting out any alcohol any caffeine um my exercise regime had changed because I'd been previously going to all of the things all of the time and pushing myself really hard whereas with adrenal fatigue you just need to take it a little bit more slowly you just need to be kinder to yourself and your body so I swapped crazy spin classes for walks and it was it was a long time to start to feel really better after 30 days I did feel better after Brendan got involved then it was probably I mean for it to fully lift it took about a year it took a year like and he'd always said he was like it's it's something that you're in for the long haul he actually got me to get a heavy metals test and when I got that I found out I had mercury and lead poisoning and I had a treatment called chelation which is an IV that they put 
binders into your blood and the binders bind with the metals and pull them out of your organs and then you can pee them out. So that really helped in those first few weeks. But I just felt like I couldn't function. And now I feel like for so many women, we will push ourselves so hard to the point of breaking before we'll start to look after ourselves. So even though I'd been practicing high performance and looking after myself with massages and things like that, I just wasn't giving myself enough downtime. I wasn't giving myself enough rest. And in 2018, I took more than 100 flights for speaking and coaching around the world. So it just all takes its toll on you, on your physical body and on your, your spiritual and emotional health. Completely. And I think as well, it's very important to share because as women, we're like quite complicated creatures. And I don't mean that necessarily in like an emotional sense, but we have all these hormones and, you know, if they are in balance, they can have really big impacts on us. But like you say, I think so many women push and push without doing anything about it or thinking that there's even a solution to it. And I think what's really important that you shared as well is that it isn't overnight because I think we live in this like world of Amazon Prime and it's not just like personal development, but like health, like I had it, you know, I had some stuff that I was starting at Housewives and I kind of did it for two weeks and was like, why don't I feel better yet? But I just expected everything to be instant. And it was such a lesson that actually things aren't necessarily overnight. Things take time, they take dedication, they take love to actually, to to change things. Mm. I'm interested, how did that whole experience like redefine how you viewed success and how you viewed your business as well? Because obviously you were saying, you know, you're hugely successful on the outside because you were taking a hundred flights, flying, speaking around the world, all the stuff that like so many people have on their vision boards, but the impact was quite huge personally. So how's that shifted for you now? It was really scary at the time because as well, remember my background is as a personal trainer. So I've always been in the health space and somehow wound up spending my days in bed. So it was scary for me from a perspective of being so educated and working so hard to be a high performing, healthy, successful person and still got myself in that situation. It was also scary because it really made me realize the finite nature of um, success when related to health because you can only be and do and create as much as your body and your health will allow so actually if you don't have your health you don't have anything because if you don't have vitality you're not going to show up in the way that that you want to show up you're not going to have that life force energy that is the thing that magnetizes people to your mission that is the thing that helps you be creative and find like my creativity now it's like it's back I feel better than I felt in three years I've got all of the ideas again but when you're not feeling good and those of you that are listening or watching like it's the way that I used to feel was like a brain fog all day and I couldn't think about any I couldn't think about it was so hard to even reply to an email never mind think about my goals and my vision for the next five years so the, what really um, empowered me was knowing that I could do something to feel better again. And as I started really putting these things into practice and I started to notice feeling better, it gave me a lot of um, hope back again. So rather than thinking, oh, God, I'm going to feel like this forever and I'm stuck like this, it helped me see that there was another way. One thing that has changed on a massive um 
a massive, I say like now I'm old, now I'm 33. So one thing that's changed for me. So is, old, babe, so old. <laughs> I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning and be in the gym by like 6am and be like on all of the caffeine and doing all of the things. Now I don't have any caffeine or alcohol. I don't start work until 10 a.m. So I'd be in the gym at six. I'd be at my desk for like 7.38. And I'd be like on calls with people from 8 a.m. Now I don't have a call until 10 a.m. So it feels like my morning is much more expansive and much more nurturing. I'm still like, I'm not staying in bed till 10 a.m. I still do my workout and stuff, but I've just given myself a bit more grace to not have to be part of the 5 a.m. club and to get full night's sleep. And to not wear this badge of, I'm so busy, like, I've had such little sleep and I'm still going. Like, it's something that I used to, I used to be proud that I worked so hard. But I realized you can work hard and you can be successful without needing to run yourself into the ground at the same time. I'm so glad you shared that because I remember I've never been like part of the 5am club. It just doesn't work for me. But I would feel like I was being lazy or not good enough or I'd never make it as like an entrepreneur because I wasn't in the 5am club. And I know it's something that you've really taught me as well is that what you said about your mornings, like creating space and expansion and actually honoring yourself rather than just like serving your business all the time. Like I remember when we first started coaching the idea that you could kind of decide your schedule and not just be like you know jumping through loops every time a client said well can I book a call here you're like yeah sure like I'll get up at four in the morning that's fine it, it was like mind-blowing but it's it is you you know you're such an example of it because you do create huge amounts of success success mm-hmm. I guess in what in terms of what people see externally as well but there's also that internal level of having that space for you and that time I think that um, like having a feeling of contentment is really, really powerful. Like having a sense of personal peace and a sense of like, I'm good. Like I'm actually like enjoying my day. I'm having a, I'm having a really nice day today. I'm doing some good work. I'm like helping my clients. I'm having like good times in my relationship. I'm looking after the dog. Do you know what I mean? And just having more, I hate the word balance, but having more balance to the experience of life and just not having to push so hard. I love when you guys ask me like, so like, what shall I do? Should I, should I, when shall I work? I'm like, well, when do you want to work? Like, shall I do it like this or shall I do it like this? Well, which way do you want to do it? <laughs> I was definitely probably one of those people who asked that question to begin with. <laughs> I think I thought I probably asked that question as well when I started it. It's one of the amazing, amazing um, gifts that we get as business owners is to actually set things up on our terms. And I definitely feel like I figured this out after some time. I didn't have it all figured out because at some points in our business, I felt like I gave myself a job. And when I felt like I've given myself a job, I've looked at the business and I've looked at what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it and choices that I'm making or not making and it's really um, empowered me to shift some things so that I felt that actually I have a company rather than a job rather than a job that I have to get up for every day and do certain things it's meant that I can delegate a lot more powerfully and say yes to the things that are that soul yes for me yeah I love that and speaking of soul yeses what are your big soul yeses in your life and your business what feels just like a complete soul yes to you 
Oh, I love, like, I'm really basic. I always say basic bitch. Like, big soul yeses for me are the simple things. I love eating outside with friends. So people always say, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like, I just want to eat outside with my friends. <laughs> so those type of things, really simple experiences, walking barefoot on the beach, celebrating success. So having collaborations, friends, clients, personal successes and celebrating like those are those like exalting times. That's a so yes for me, like being in celebration of other people. Like my friends always say that like, you are so enthusiastic, Nick. And I know that you mean it as well. And I'm like, I actually do mean it. Like I do mean this. Like this is how I genuinely feel. Like I have so much space and energy to be a full soul yes for your success. And I actually mean it too. I love that. I think you're like the, um, it's almost like you're like all our cheerleaders, just like, but like the genuine love with it as well is amazing. And with that as well, I know you started to mention Brendan before, but what are the kind of like mentors or the books or the people that have inspired you on this journey that you've been on? I had a couple of mentors when I was younger in my personal life. So my friend's mum, so my friend Steph, who is, she's just found out she's pregnant. So that's amazing news. I heard yesterday. Um, so her mum was a, the first woman entrepreneur that I came across. And she she inspired me so much to see a woman that was like, she lectured in a university. She had a business that she grew to 2 million in Newcastle. So that was very inspiring for me. I also, my ex-boyfriend's dad was previously a, an orphan. So didn't have any success as a child and then became a very, very successful entrepreneur and owned the body shop with Anita Roddick. So he was the first person to franchise. So they were very early mentors where I learned that success was possible. I didn't actually have a paid coach or mentor until five years ago. And when I, since then, <laughs> I've had so many and I'll always look to how I can learn from someone else, how I can support someone else's business, how I can celebrate their wisdom and success by learning from them too. And I just feel like it's a really beautiful way to do things because it's obviously a shortcut and a fast track and you get to have insights from someone that's been there and done it before. Um books wise I mean I like some really bizarre books like I love I'm reading a few textbooks at the minute from positive psychology I read a lot of books in the trauma space um the first book that I got from my ex-boyfriend's dad was called Mind Gym and that was a sports psychology book which is all about mental toughness so that was a really good one and I love the book you'll like this actually Alex it's called Children of Morrow and it is a book from 1974 that is about a post-apocalyptic world with two telepathic kids. So if you go Ooh. and read it, it's, it's really, really good. Like, so I'm quite eclectic with my music and also with my books, apparently. <laughs> I love that. I've actually had some books arrive. I'm currently in Miami picking up some packages. I've actually had some books arrive, which are books that you recommended. So Ooh, I think cool. it was a quantum leap strategy and yeah. you too. You squared. You squared. You squared, that was yeah. it. You two, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like a band. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into those books are like my my week. What is it like? What's it called? Yeah, Achilles oh, heel, like yeah. Thing, yeah, thing I can't resist. I'm like, oh, that book, this book, this book. So I'm looking forward to them. Um, 
just to end, I've got a few kind of quick fire questions, but I'm going to start them slightly early because I sometimes get a bit excited by them and end up asking more questions about them. But the first thing I do each morning is... Ooh, practice gratitude and drink a celery juice. (laughs) I love that. That's so LA as well. (laughs) Yeah, every morning I kind of stagger to the juicer and make my celery juice and then do my breath work and everything after that. I was going to ask that as well. Do you make your own celery juice? Is it kind of like... Yeah, I literally get, I order, I'm the girl that I order from Whole Foods and I literally think I must be the celery girl because I order like 10 bunches at once and get it delivered. So I like practice my gratitude as soon as I wake up and I actually have um, two mantras that I use. So I say, I love myself. I love my life. I love everything that I do. And I always say that as soon as I wake up. And then I use one from the book, The Big Leap, which is I expand in abundance, success and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. So I always say them when I go as soon as I go as I'm drifting off to sleep. And then when I as soon as I wake up in the morning, that's how I start. And then celebrate. I love those. And it's so strange you said that because I'm rereading The Big Leap at the moment. And I literally wrote that mantra in the start of my journal today. So I was like, I love, I love that. Like, just yeah, so, so beautiful. Um, I am currently watching Succession. It is, it's really, really good. It's on, um, I think it's on Amazon, like Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And it's about a really wealthy family. <laughs> family is so messed up, but it's a good, easy watch. Okay. I like the sound of that. That's the kind of thing, this is so embarrassing to admit, but I watched Dynasty on Netflix and it's kind of similar vibes, but probably oh slightly God, tackier. <laughs> really good. <laughs> um, I am currently reading Positive Psychology Textbooks. Um, I'm actually reading that and I'm reading a book about like Native American history as well, like indigenous people in history. So I'm jumping between those two at the minute. Love that. And related to this, is it book, Kindle or Audible? All of them. I actually buy books on all of them because I'll be reading a book and it depends what I'm doing as, as to where I pick it up. So for example, I'll listen to books when I'm on the treadmill here or I'll listen to books when I'm out walking. But then if I'm just sitting, I'll pick it up on the Kindle and I'll kind of match up where I've where I've got to. And I have a lot of books that have post-it notes in them or folded over pages and stuff. Can't be a good real life book. I love a real I mine are covered as well, like scribbles, folds, all the rest of it. I always think it's a shame I can't pass it on, but equally I'm like have just had a special moment with that book. I've learned something from yeah. it. <laughs> Um, I feel most inspired when? when? When I feel good. So I feel most inspired when I feel great, when I'm moving my body. I get a lot of inspiration in the morning, just when I've got that sense of, of that clarity, usually when I've moved. I love that. Your favorite place in the world is? Right here, right now with you. <laughs> oh, that's made yeah. me so happy. <laughs> If, Amazing. Um, if I had to choose an actual physical place, I love Barbados, I love Hawaii, I love Mykonos in Greece. But that's just what came through for me, like right here, right now. That's always the best place that any of us can be. I love that. And also, I feel like all those places as well were very like eat outdoors, sand and toes vibes. So I can see yeah. why that's like so true. The ones. Love that. Um, something that you can't do what just like came through there was like play a musical instrument (laughs) 
I would love to learn how to play the piano, but that's literally just what came through. Play, I can't play a musical instrument, um, but I would love to learn how to play piano. What is a piece of advice that you wish you were given when you started your business? Be patient. I was in such a rush to make so much money so quickly um, that, and I think that came a lot from like my money mindset and scarcity. I came from this place where success was hard and if you didn't get it fast, it might go away. So I was like hell bent on making a million as soon as I could. And I think because of that, I jumped a lot from one thing to the other and I was like launching new things at different times and trying and testing things. And ultimately, like it's great to try and test things. And if I had of looked at what was really working and trusted and doubled down on those things sooner and done less, then I would have had probably in the long run even more success than I have now. I feel like it came from a lot of worry and a lot of scarcity. So I think just like being patient and knowing that you will get there and you don't have to do like when you're comparing yourself to someone who's got a hundred million dollar business or a ten million dollar business. I was like, I need to be there right now. But actually, like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you can see, like, one of our elite clients the other day was like, oh, I've created this much money in my business this year. And I'm like, cool. And she was like, I created this much. I doubled last year to this year. I said, and it'll continue to double at least. So then we did, like, the trajectory and we're like, by this time, you're going to have made this much money. And how does that feel? Like, that feels really good because I can now see year on year where I'm going to. And I'm like, and you'll have made millions within a couple of years. Like, that's really, really amazing. And she was like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't imagine being able to do that in my corporate role. So I think it's those insights, like, you're already going fast enough. You really are going very quickly, okay, (laughs) as an entrepreneur. So you can afford to give yourself some grace and be patient. And I know people who've launched million-dollar businesses with just one product. They've just done that one product really, really well. So I'd definitely say patience would be the lesson. Oh, I literally love that answer so much. And it's something that you've taught me so much about because I would definitely, I still get it a little bit sometimes, but I'm like, oh, I could create this and do this and do this. And you're like, no, just stop, like focus. Like, what is it that you actually want to do? And like, like you say, really focus in on that. And I think you're so right. that I, I don't know where it comes from, but, and whether it is maybe like comparison, like you said, maybe part of it, but this real desire to just go faster and faster and faster instead of actually just slowing down and appreciating where you are and knowing knowing that you'll get there um but the final question is um what is your soul goal for the year ahead Ooh, my soul goal for the year ahead is to really lean in more to my values and my superpowers so I always have reflected to me that some of my superpowers are um generosity and connection and sales So we've developed some new frameworks and methodologies around generosity and connection and growth. So really like growth, my core value, and then generosity and connection are my next two. So I'm leaning more into that in everything that I do and how I show up personally, how I show up in the business, the ways that we teach, the ways that we teach you guys to do business. And then we're also um, launching a positive psychology coach certification 
So that feels like it really takes this superpower of like, who is Nick Pigeon? She's, yes, she's a business coach, but she's a positive psychologist. And that ultimately is like one of my USPs. So I want to stand more in that space and be able to really impact people really powerfully by leaning into that, that superpower. I am so excited for you to launch that. I always get asked, like, where should I study? What's a good coaching course? So I'll be heading straight to you in future. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to talk. It really means so much. And I know you've just shared so much wisdom. You share so much wisdom all the time. You're very generous with that in itself. So thank you. If people want to connect with you or find out more about the Accelerator or all the amazing things that you're creating, where can they find you? nickpigeon.com and I love to hang out on Instagram as well so I'm at nickpidge on Instagram and the two places and thank you Alex you're amazing I appreciate it Nick's been sharing some amazing reels at the moment so I've been enjoying <laughs> those on Instagram yeah <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. To make sure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review. To say thank you, I will be sharing with you my ultimate guide to finding your own powerful soul yes. All you have to do is leave a review, screenshot it, and email a copy to hello at alexandriamaria.co.uk. Until next time. Thanks for sticking around for the bonus session. This is where I share some of the stories from the women who've inspired me the most. And these are the women that I've worked with on a one-to-one or group basis. At the end of some of the podcasts, you will find these beautiful bonus sections where these women share their unique and inspiring journeys. I hope you enjoy. I am super excited to welcome Elle to the Soul Yes podcast. She is one of the beautiful women that came through the first ever round, actually, that we did of the Soulful Startup. So I'd love it if you could introduce yourselves to everyone. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So, yeah, my name's Elle and I am an intuitive eating coach and eating disorder therapist. Um, So in a nutshell, I help women um, transform their relationships with food and their bodies um, to ditch the diet mentality and stop stop doing unwanted food habits like binge eating, restricting and to find food freedom and live a fulfilled life. Oh, I love that. I, I love all the stuff you're always sharing on Instagram about like ditch the diet and stuff. I'm so here for it. Um, so I want to hear from you what a soul yes moment has been in your life. Um, it is going to be a little bit cliche because obviously we're talking about what I now do, but it would definitely be the point when I decided to go and get trained in as an intuitive eating sort of therapist. Um, yeah, because I just knew that that was what I wanted to do because I had experienced it myself. I had experienced an unhealthy relationship with food for many, many years, and it took me a long time to get out of it, um, and a lot of attempts to get out of it. Um, and then I found I found what worked for me. And I actually couldn't believe that I was the other side of it. And I had a great relationship with my body, food, etc. So I kind of knew, cool, I, I could do that. I, I want to help others. But I also had a very full on corporate job. Um, so it was it was the moment that I was like, do you know what? I can actually just go and get trained in this. Like, this is possible for me to do this. And I remember like signing up, paying for the course. And like, even though it's scary, it's a big investment. I was like, this feels just so right for me. 
I love that. And do you know what I love that you captured there as well, that it can be both. Like it can be a soul yes, but a soul yes doesn't always mean it's not scary. It doesn't mean there isn't some fear in it, but it you know ultimately that it's going to be expansive and it's going to move you towards where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It came with a lot of fear. And I was also like, well, you know, what's worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is I put a lot of investment into it, but it will better me and I don't want to make any money from it. And that's kind of like, you know, that's worst case scenario. But, you know, there was always that in the back of your head, like, you you know, you need to be using it and and then making that leap is, is yeah, that was very scary. Love that. Do you know, it's so funny. It reminds me when I first started investing in like courses and stuff, I used to tell myself, I was like, some people spend this money on an expensive holiday. So I was like, it's really not the end of the world if nothing happens. Whereas like now I try and always make decisions based on if I knew everything was going to work out, if I knew everything was going to be amazing, what is the decision I would make? And like, how would I go forward from there? Because I think it just like opens so many amazing opportunities and possibilities. And there's so many out there. Um, but I know that you said, another big maybe slightly scary yes to yourself as well last year and you joined the soulful startup so I just want to hear a little bit about where you were prior to that where you were at in your business what you were struggling with what was going well Um, yeah yeah Yeah, so um well what was going well was I was fully knowledgeable I was trained and I was really enjoying the work I was doing, but I was also doing a lot of work with a lot of clients and not getting very much return on investment. Um, So I was getting tired. Um, I also, yeah, I was just, I was enjoying the the core bit of the job. Now I actually have come from a reasonable like business background in terms of the, the corporate job I was doing before, but running my own business, I, there was still so many gaps, still so many unknowns, so many parts. I was like, is that right or not? I just don't know. Um, and there was just something, there was just something missing. I needed that extra, like that extra help. And it was like all maybe lots of small bits, but actually amounted to, you know, like big, like big parts that could actually make me move forward. Um, so yeah, I, um, yes, then I joined yourself a startup, which was amazing because also I had you as a coach, but I also met a group of incredible other women who were all on the same journey. Um, and we're still all in contact now. So it's just, it was such a transformation for me. The bond that you women have like fills me with so much joy. I saw you interviewing like another one of the, the previous members, Charlotte, the other day. And like, I was just like, beaming because you know I know something that we've spoken about before as well is like when you're in this journey it can be a little bit not necessarily lonely but you know your friendship groups can shift and change a bit so actually having those women to that understand what you're going through and and are in that process with you is like so so invaluable um but I want to hear more about where you're at now like how are things in the business at the moment what are you moving forward into how are you feeling about everything yeah so I feel I feel extremely positive. Like I know, I know my future's bright in a way. Like I'm, <laughs> I love I'm, that. I'm sure I've got from an advert, but like <laughs> it does. I feel super confident. Like even though I'm not exactly where I want to be right now, like no way, I'm so far off. Whereas um, I feel comfortable because I know it's coming. Like I know more clients are coming. I know. Um, that I'm going to just grow as a business whereas if you'd set if I if you'd asked me that question back in July or September or like August it would have been more like panic mode it would have been like okay I'm not where I need to be 
I'm never going to get there. How am I going to get there? But now I've just had such a shift. Like I've already come on leaps and bounds um, in so many parts of the business and my my personal self. But it is like there is a confidence and I know, like I know it's all going to come together and where I want to be is 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 not very far in the, in, so in the near future. Love that. And like, it's been amazing as well, witnessing this, like from um, this kind of, I guess, the coaching position, like, the way I feel like you've really stepped into like an expert energy and an authority in your area. Cause I remember like getting visible and showing up when we were first talking about going on Instagram and lives and stories and stuff like this, you were like, no. And I remember you had your little girl with you to begin with as well. You were like, she's like my comfort blanket. Like I can't do this alone. And now I'm constantly seeing that you're going live. You're interviewing amazing women. You're like doing all these, you have top tip Tuesday, which I love, like all these incredible things, like getting visible, being consistent, doing all these things that it really takes to not just have a quick win, but build a really, you know, beautiful business that that has its own momentum and its own energy. So yeah, I just wanted to celebrate you for that because it's amazing to see. Yeah. And actually, I can't believe I have done all of that, but I, I did it and it kind of like, I didn't even, I kind of haven't even realized that I've done it. And I do think it's so important, especially for my industry, being like a therapist to really have a face and a personality to the business. So getting in front of the camera was kind of essential for me. And yeah, I remember when you said to me, like, you know, next week you need to get on the camera. I was like, oh, holy, this is just a nightmare <laughs> for me. But now, if a few days goes past and I haven't got on the camera, I'm like, give me the camera. <laughs> I love this. She's yeah. unstoppable. I know. Oh, yeah. It's been amazing. I've really enjoyed it. I love that. So if someone wants to find out more about you, where can they find you? So on Instagram, I am at L underscore therapist. Um, I've also got a Facebook page, which is at me, myself, her. Um, so yeah, contact me, follow me, send me a DM, ask me what you want. Love that. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. 